Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wild Enrichment Podcast, a podcast about zoos, aquariums, animal enrichment, and everything in between. I'm your host, Kyle Benton-Jones, zookeeper, animal lover, enrichment builder, and creator of wildenrichment.com. This is the Wild Enrichment Podcast. Enjoy. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wild Enrichment Podcast. This will probably be the very first episode of 2022, so uh, welcome back if uh, you know you listened in 2021. Thank you for listening uh, again. Uh, if you're brand new to the podcast, uh, this is the Wild Enrichment Podcast where we talk about uh, animal welfare, uh, you know, captive animal enrichment, uh, behavioral husbandry, all sorts of different things like that. Um, I have a website, wildenrichment.com, uh, that you know goes into more detail about all of these different things. And the podcast is really meant to be a sort of uh, different medium. If um, you know this is how you prefer to get information, as opposed to uh, reading it and uh, some of the other uh, ways I have on my website. So if you haven't been there, uh, check it out, uh, wildenrichment.com. It's also on all of the social media, uh, Instagram. Facebook, uh, that's at Wild Enrichment. So uh, definitely go check that out if you haven't already. Uh, if you're a new listener, uh, welcome. Uh, so for this very first episode uh, of 2022, uh, we're going to be talking about domestic horse enrichment. And this is a topic that I have definitely wanted to talk about for a while. Horses, uh, they hold a very special place in my heart. Um, that's sort of the first... Um, you know, non-traditional uh, domestic animal, you know, besides like dogs and cats and uh, things like that. Um, I was lucky enough to grow up on a horse farm and they played a very, very large part in my life and uh, probably one of the many reasons why I sort of have the career path that I do uh, right now, uh, you know, working with all different kinds of animals. So uh, horses is sort of where it all started for me. And, uh, you know, um, horse enrichment has been something that I've been thinking about for a long time because, you know, uh, when I first got to a zoo um, many years ago and started to work uh, at the zoo and started to work with some of the exotic animals, one of the first things that I noticed was, you know, this concept of a behavioral husbandry program and you know, just giving enrichment to animals and sort of that sort of mind frame that you have with uh, animal welfare in these sort of facilities uh, and how that sort of uh, varies from the domestic animal side of things. And I think that it varies in a way that, um, you know, enrichment and behavioral husbandry wasn't really something that I ever heard about from any horse person that I interacted with um, when I was growing up on this horse farm. And, you know, we had uh, boarders, uh, all sorts of different uh, people in and out of the barn. And it was just never something that I heard about until I moved to the exotic uh, sort of world. Um and I found that very uh, strange because, you know, I've, I've worked with horses in zoos, you know, things like pea horses and zebras and stuff like that. And they were getting, even domestic horses, you know, I've worked with some domestic horses inside of a uh, zoo facility. And those horses are, you know, 
part of the behavioral husbandry program. So it wasn't like horses, uh, you know, in these worlds weren't getting enrichment or, you know, didn't for whatever reason enjoy enrichment. It was just in this sort of domestic uh, horse environments and in these equestrian centers and uh, hobby farms and places like that, it just didn't really seem to be something that was done. Um, you know, and, and that was a long time ago. So I, I sort of did some research recently and this podcast is, is really going to be, uh, focused around this topic. And it's a topic that I've uh, written an article recently about. You can check that out on my website. It's called, uh, you know, a guide to uh, domestic horse enrichment. Um, I have all sorts of different resources and videos and uh, all that fun stuff on that um, article. So uh, if you go to my website, wildenrichment.com and check that out, you get some more information that I'll be talking about here. Um, but uh, so I, I kind of chalked this whole uh, disconnect um, between this behavioral husbandry program in uh, the exotics world and uh you know, the lack of one in the domestic world to sort of being out of the quote unquote horse world uh, for quite a while uh, because it's, um, you know, as much as I love horses, it's not something that I've really stayed in touch with. Uh, I'm not part of, you know, the horse forums or, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of um, friends that are sort of in that world. So uh, I sort of chalked that up into my ignorance around the topic, but. So I decided to go through some job boards and really see if I could find any mention of horse enrichment because, you know, on social media and stuff on uh, Instagram and everything, I've definitely seen um, barns that do enrichment programs and behavioral husbandry programs. But I think, uh, at least from the outside, it seemed like that was the exception and not the rule. Um, and when I did a lot of research and looked at these job boards, I really couldn't find, um, you know, on Google, a whole lot of resources uh, for horse um, enrichment and behavioral husbandry and welfare in general. And on these job postings, I couldn't find one mention of, you know, any sort of training outside of uh, like riding based training. And I couldn't find a single mention of any sort of behavioral husbandry uh, or enrichment, um, anything anything really around horse welfare. Uh, I didn't really find anything mentioned in any of the job postings around me that I looked at. Um, you know, I, I, and I found that relatively surprising because a lot of the time when you look at a job posting from a zoo, an aquarium, something like that, you know, this is one of the first things that's mentioned is, uh, you know, experience with training and enrichment, animal welfare, that kind of thing. It's something that's really built into the job description. So I was sort of surprised um, to find to find that out. Uh, and I don't really know why that is, uh, whether or not this sort of concept has just hasn't penetrated the industry yet. Um, so I decided to write this article, record this podcast, start focusing a little bit more on horse enrichment because they are incredibly smart animals, uh, ones that are capable of, you know, pretty intense bonds with people. Uh, but they do need uh, enrichment and, you know, care for their behavioral husbandry specifically. You know, in the horse worlds, uh, one of the things that you see um, 
is this concept of stable vices and you know and what that sort of and it's a very very common thing uh, to see in a lot of horses and for those of you that never heard this term before you're not uh, necessarily in the horse industry stable vices is essentially the exact same just a different term for stereotypical behaviors so we have this term stereotypical behaviors which sounds a whole lot worse than stable vices because this uh, word stable vices seems to kind of give you the impression that, um, you know, they're just bad things that horses do in a stable. That's, you know, really what you get from that word. But realistically, you're talking about stereotypic behaviors, which are pretty serious and taken pretty seriously in the horse, uh, sorry, in the, uh, you know, zoo worlds. But in the horse world, this is just something that a lot of horses develop, um, these things gonna you know be uh, weaving, cribbing, uh, all, all sorts of things like that. Uh, there's wind sucking. There's all sorts of different things that horses can do. Uh, but essentially, you know, um, it's a stereotypical behavior, and we know that stereotypical behaviors are formed when animals are, uh, you know, in a state of stress uh, slash boredom. Uh, that's causing stress uh, and they're using these behaviors to adapt to their environment and you know allow themselves to ease that stress of not being able to perform their natural behaviors and be in their natural environments so it's something that is very uh, taken very very seriously in the zoo world but sort of sloughed off as um an inevitable thing that happens to a lot of horses in the horse world as far as i can see so you know that's why I've, you know, chosen to talk about this is because as we know with stereotypical behaviors, these can be controlled, mitigated, and prevented with a an appropriate behavioral husbandry program. So the fact that horses are displaying these stable vices and it's a common thing, uh, that that really means to me that these horses need a behavioral husbandry program and they need enrichment. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the different types of enrichments um, that will help your horse, uh, you know, mitigate these natural, these negative behaviors and allow them to perform some of their more natural behaviors uh, and, you know, simulate their natural environment a little bit better so they avoid these negative stereotypical behaviors. So we're going to talk about a few different types of enrichment, but I figure it'd be a good place to start with social enrichment. Um, you know, because I think this is one of the most important aspects of horse enrichment uh, that you can really be focusing on, you know, because a healthy horse in the wild would never make the choice to live by itself. Um, you know, so especially over the long term, I understand that, uh, you know, a horse leaving its current uh, herd might be by itself for a small period of time, but realistically, they want to be around other horses. Um, you know, and, and if they're doing that in the wilds, your horse almost certainly doesn't want to live by itself. So, and one of the main reasons is horses don't like to be alone because they evolved as prey animals. And the main defensive mechanism, which they have against predators, besides running away, is their herd mates looking out for them. You know, they have this strength in numbers. So to form this uh, and strengthen these complex herd dynamics, horses have evolved to perform behaviors such as, you know, mutual grooming, play behaviors, 
preferences for specific individuals in the herd you know they they form these like sort of cliques within the herd very similar to uh, you know people um and therefore in order for a horse to perform and develop these evolved behaviors and relationship structures horses need to be kept with other horses or at the very least with other animals uh you know although this is probably much much less effective so uh if you have a horse and it's alone the best thing you can do for it is getting another horse you really can't uh in most circumstances keep a horse by itself effectively it's just not what they evolved to do first and foremost they're herd animals so uh you need to make sure this is being uh covered at the very very least because a horse by itself is just not usually a happy horse okay and the next uh you know enrichment category that we're going to talk about is training so the nice thing about horses compared to a lot of uh, you know exotic animals and um, non-domesticated animals that you might work with if you're listening to this podcast um, horses are domesticated and they have been around humans for thousands and thousands of years uh, and they've really developed the ability to form strong and lasting bonds with their owners and caretakers uh, which gives you the unique ability you know to be a part of your horse's enrichment program and the main way in which you can take part in this behavioral husbandry program is by developing this relationship with your horse uh, through relationship building exercise and positive reinforcement training so uh, positive reinforcement training is a whole uh, different uh, topic and one that we could do a pod a whole podcast on by itself and probably will at some point look at horse uh, training a little bit more with positive reinforcement um, but, uh, you know, I have articles on my website about training uh, as an enrichment uh, device. So uh, definitely go check that out if you haven't. It'll give you a little bit more context about what we're talking about. But, um, you know, when you think about horse training, at least for a lot of people in a lot of barns, horse training is riding your horse. Um which I don't really think from a welfare perspective is necessarily where your head should be at because, uh, you know, instead of, uh, you know, the, the research isn't necessarily conclusive, but it's probably safe to say that based on the current research, your horse probably doesn't like being ridden very much, but instead tolerates it. So, uh, you know, that that's, there's definitely horses that, that like it more than others, but, you know, having this as your only um, form of enrichment and training that you're giving your horse is putting your eggs in one basket and you know you really don't want to be doing that especially when your horse's welfare is on the line so riding really shouldn't be the only interaction and training and enrichment that your horse is receiving um, you know and, and I'm not saying that you should stop riding your horse, but instead of riding it every day or, you know, every time that you're seeing your horse, depending on your situation, ride it less and think about other ways of training and interacting with your horse, challenging them mentally. Um, and, uh, you know, thinking of other behaviors to teach your horse. And we have a few uh, that I've put in this article, uh, different videos and there's all sorts of different things you can find uh, online and different ideas but think of other things that you can train your horse to do They're, they are intelligent animals and they do uh, they will enjoy 
this training for the most part. So, and it'll make their life better a lot of the time, depending on what you decide to train. Uh, one of the first sort of things you should consider when thinking of behaviors to teach your horse is areas in their life that can cause them stress and how training could mitigate that. So for example, you know, if you're going to be riding your horse and putting the bridle on, uh, you know, try to uh, get your horse to open its mouth on command so you can put that uh, bit in a little bit better. Um, teach your horse to go on a trailer willingly, you know, spend some time uh, and get them trailer trained, get them relaxed. There's you know, teaching them to target is a great uh, way, and that's uh, basically getting them to touch a, a target item that you have, uh, generally a target stick, uh, that allows you to sort of move them around a little bit easier. Um, there's all sorts of different medical behaviors that you can train. You know, in the in the exotic world, we train everything from voluntary blood draws, uh, voluntary blood pressure cuffs on large cats, all sorts of things like that. So it's possible to train your horse uh, to get voluntary injection, open up its mouth for dentistry work, all sorts of things like that. That's all possible and all stuff uh, that you can, you know, research and uh, incorporate into your horse's training. And that's that's something that's challenging enough to really stimulate your horse. So uh, once you have a lot of these, you know, basic husbandry behaviors trained um, and some of these medical-based behaviors that can make, you know, vet visits easier or uh, just day-to-day -day husbandry, um, you know, you can uh, you can branch out to more fun behaviors that are mainly focused on building your relationship with your horse and at the same time challenging them mentally. You know, there's there's videos of uh, horses being trained to fetch. You know, they will retrieve uh, different items like a pylon or something like that. There's different interactive games you can play with them that that'll sort of build on each other and allow you to uh, you know challenge your horse while at the same time having fun yourself. Um, and I, I know a lot of people listening to this might think these aren't really doable with their horse or they have a specific reason or, uh, but I promise you, you can accomplish a lot if you just put the time and effort into it. Uh, you know, and worst case scenario, you're bonding and spending time with your horse, which is the whole point of this. So give training a try that's not just riding your horse, do some research. There's tons and tons of videos out there on how to train your horse the one thing you got to keep in mind, if this is going to be a sort of welfare play, uh, you got to make sure it's positive reinforcement. And positive reinforcement is essentially, you know, if your horse performs the behavior, it gets rewarded by you adding uh, a food item into uh, the mix or some sort of reinforcement that could be, uh, you know, uh, giving them scratches or something like that. Um, you know, a lot of, if you, if you're looking for these videos and looking for this training advice from people, if they have things like crops in their hands or they're not rewarding their horse for, uh, doing the appropriate behavior, but instead, you know, punishing them for doing the wrong one, don't watch that video. Don't try to train your horse to do that because it's there's tons of research out there that positive reinforcement training is the way to go. So, and that's some po positive punishment uh, and different sort of um, techniques like that are still very popular in the horse world, and it's just not appropriate. So, uh, stick with positive reinforcement if uh, you're trying to you know make some positive welfare impacts with your horse. There's tons of research to show that this is the way to go with a variety of animals. So uh, that's my only sort of caveat with training. Okay, so the next enrichment category that we're going to be talking about is food-based enrichment. So, you know, horses 
uh, are grazers. You know, they they want to spend most of their day, if not the vast majority of their day, grazing. They want to be eating low calorie food throughout the day, munching away, eating some nice green grass. So, and I know that isn't necessarily the case for everybody's horse. You know, you might need to be incorporating uh, different grains or if you live in a cold location with snow like I do, um, hay and stuff like that needs to be added throughout the year um, to make sure the calorie levels are the same. So um, the main sort of takeaway uh, that I want to uh, talk about with food-based enrichment, uh, you know, your horse has a physical and mental desire to be eating and, you know, searching out that food, digesting food items uh, for most of the day. So, you know, this isn't something you have to really worry about uh, a lot of the time if they have access to, to you know, green pastures for the whole day. Um, so really feeding events, which is basically your horse consuming calories uh, or, you know, uh, interacting in a way that's going to get them calories. Uh, feeding events should be spread out to be as long as possible and take up most of your horse's day. Uh, regardless of the circumstance, your horse should be spending much of its day eating or acquiring food. So, you know, uh, this includes uh, the time that it's going to be in a stall because a lot of the time uh, when you're putting a horse in a stall, uh, you're giving most of its food in a bucket and you might be adding some hay to that stall. So that's not a that like a flake of hay or something like that and a small bucket of food is really not going to be a very long feeding event uh, and not result in your horse, you know, doing what it wants to be doing for most of the day, especially if it's going to be in that stall for more than a night or something like that. So um, there are a lot of ways that you can sort of prolong these feeding events, but one of the um, easiest ways that you can do this is by creating a sort of puzzle feeder uh, or getting some sort of hay ball or hay feeder. Um, that's whole point is to slow down the, uh, the your horse eating. So it's sort of prolonging uh, the amount of time that your horse is spending getting calories. Uh, there's all sorts of different horse puzzle feeders on the market. Um, there's all sorts of different hay feeders on the market. You can also make a ton. Um, I have designs on my site that will work for horses. There's also uh, lots of stuff online. You know, you can even have a, a jug that was used for water. You could put holes in it and you can put the grain inside of that. Um, and that's going to allow your horse to uh, have to push it around, or if you hang it from the ceiling, um, it's going to have to knock that around in order to uh, get uh, the food items out of it, uh, which is much, much better, much more enriching for your horse as opposed to, you know, all of these calories sitting inside of a bucket. So um, that's really what I want to touch, uh, talk about with food-based enrichment, um, you know, prolonging these food items, uh, prolonging these feeding events and really uh, trying to make sure that your horse is spending the most amount of its day possible eating and uh, uh, these low calorie foods um, or trying to uh, get these calories. So um, 
Another way to provide food-based enrichment uh, to a horse is through novelty. Um, and uh, you can do this through novel food items as well. Uh, you know, uh, despite uh, popular belief, horses can eat a lot more than just apples and carrots and some molasses treats. There's all sorts of things. So do some, do some research. Um, do some of your own research. Talk to your vet. Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily recommend specific items because different horses have different needs. Um, but do some research. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of different things, uh, different fruits and vegetables that your horse uh, might like. Adding these to their diet every now and then, giving them some variety, these novel food items uh, will definitely help them out and definitely provide some food based enrichment. Um, but you know, get rid of those bowls and uh, start focusing on that food-based enrichment and not just, you know, getting the food into your horse. That's going to help them a lot. So the next, um, you know, enrichment category that we're going to be talking about here is scent-based enrichment. And really, uh, you know, this is playing on the fact that your horse has an incredible sense of smell. Uh, they evolved an amazing sense of smell so that they could smell predators from a very far distance, uh, you know, and, and smell different plants and each other. And uh, it's a very, very uh, keen sense in, in your horse. So it's something that you can exploit for your benefits, uh, for the horse's welfare uh, benefit as well. So um, in this, in the sort of uh, zoo worlds, a lot of the time we will add different spices and herbs perfumes, all sorts of different things like that to an animal's environment in order to sort of, you know, change up what the environment smells like. Because if an animal's in there for a little while, all the animal's going to be able to smell is basically itself uh, because that's the environment they're living in. Same with your horse. You know, if the horse is going out in the same paddock, going into the same stall, it's just going to smell itself and the ones, uh, the animals that are around it. So, uh, changing this uh, scent sort of profile up is going to definitely uh, be interesting for your horse and definitely uh, help out the sort of enrichment side of things. So um, uh, again, you're going to have to do your own research and uh, talk to your vet and, and try small amounts uh, of different spices and perfumes and herbs, all sorts of things that are uh, going to be safe for horses. But I'd recommend experimenting with a few and seeing you know, what's going to help your horse, what they react to, uh, what they like. And, you know, you can put these items in their uh, paddock, in their uh, stall, all sorts of things like that. You can combine them with different enrichment items if they really like a certain smell. Uh, going out a little bit before you turn your horse out uh, and putting some uh, scent down, a herb down or, um, you know, a perfume down in the paddock uh, can really add a sort of extra layer uh, to their senses and, um, you know, get them smelling around and seeing what they like. So uh, definitely think about scent-based enrichment. Uh, it's also very, very, very easy to do. So it's, it's something that you can add quickly to a stall uh, without taking any time out of your day at all uh, for doing it. So definitely... Uh, do some research and check out different ways of uh, doing that. So the last sort of thing I want to talk about uh, before we wrap up is this concept of 
this sort of welfare mindset. You know, if, if you're like me at this stage of the podcast, or if you're uh, going to check out my article at this stage of the article, you have tons of ideas and you're, you're really sort of trying to think of uh, different things that are, that your horse is going to love because uh, they are going to love some of this stuff. So, um, you know, try out those ideas, be creative. But I think a lot of horse enrichment program, uh, you know, is going to come to you by making this sort of mindset shift from a horse being a pet that you ride to thinking them as a highly social animal. Uh, you know, and, and they're very intelligent. They're, they're complex. They have complex natural behaviors. Um, and there's a ton of these natural behaviors that you can try to bring out of them. The, you know, they're not just animals that you keep in a stall and you ride. Uh, they're not just animals that eat grass all day. There's a lot of stuff going on back there. So, um, you know, you really got to keep this in the back of your mind when you're doing anything with your horse. You know, how can you make this riding session more enriching for your horse? How can you make this training session more enriching for your horse? Your goal shouldn't be just uh, to have a well-trained horse, but one that's also mentally and physically engaged and enriched. You know, have you ha, like, have you ever just taken your horse out for a long walk? Not riding it, just taking it out for their sake, you know? Uh, stuff like that, just leading it and letting it smell a bush, go where it wants, eat some grass, trail and and things like trail rides can be incredibly enriching for a horse. Uh, but you know, maybe load them onto a trailer and go for a walk with them every once in a while. You know, making that sort of mindset shift of, hey, what does my horse want to do? You know, what does my horse want to smell? What does it want to eat? Uh, how does it want to eat? How, how, what would my horse's sort of ideal day look like? Like what it's that sort of mindset shift. That's really going to make a, a long-term powerful impact on your horse's welfare. Um, you know, the horse industry is obviously very, still very, very focused on, on riding and, uh, on, you know, training a horse to do, uh, sort of these behaviors that benefit us and not necessarily benefit them. So, making that mindset shift and really thinking what's best for your horse and not just best for, you know, your riding and uh, your sort of program that you have in your head. But this stuff will all pay off, uh, you know, a, a happy horse uh, that has a great behavioral husbandry program uh, is going to have a great relationship with you and having a great relationship with you is going to benefit uh, those other things like riding as well. So make this mindset shift, try some of this stuff out with your horse. Um, you know, if you want to uh, sort of get help implementing some of these items, uh, some of these ideas and items and uh, different enrichment that we've talked about in this podcast, uh, you know, shoot me an email. Uh, you can go on wildenrichment.com slash contact us. Uh, I'd love to chat and uh, help you get on the right track. There's all sorts of different things on online. Um, you can definitely uh, check out Wild Enrichment uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, or just, just shoot me an email and let me know what you do for your horse. I, I would love to uh, love to hear about, about it. Uh, you can also contact me on uh, you know Instagram, Facebook, uh, things like that. So, uh, you know, try these things out with your horse and, you know, see what happens. Uh, I'm, I guarantee you it will benefit your horse. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate the support and, uh, I will see you again next time. Thank you. Wild Enrichment is independently owned and claims no affiliation to any zoo, aquarium, or other animal care institutions.
All of the information and opinions communicated through this podcast, wildenrichment.com and affiliated social media accounts are based on my own opinions and experiences and are not in any way reflective of the opinions of my employers past or present. Thank you.